The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 21st. 2022. I'm your host Andy Vaughn and with me as always is Gordo. Hello. How are you G-Man? Excellent. How are you Andy? Good. Very good. Ready to rock and roll for one more week. Um, And joining myself and Gordon, last week's guest, Mr. Dave Greenfield. Hi Dave. How are we doing guys? You're all right? Yeah, we're both good. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. And also, as we're near season end we have a couple of extra guests for this week's show first up mr jerome else how you doing jerome good 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 it's my birthday today so in a good mood happy, happy birthday jerome thank you thank you boys thank you any birthday winners so far no hit one yesterday ben white a booking but yeah nothing tonight i was easy easy take it easy on your birthday good to hear it yes and also mr joyce blanzak how are you joy Hey guys, I'm doing well. It's nice and sunny here in Michigan, so I have little to complain about. <laughs> Ideal. We will hear from you two after the break, uh, but just now it's up to myself, Gordon and Dave to recap last week's show and how we got on in the normal standard banker value outsider and charity picks. And um, I, had a, I had a really good week. Um, a good banker, Union Berlin at home to Bochum in a game that they... So I had to win to secure European football in that top six place. They went off at two to five. And Bet365 paid out in this after 25 minutes when they went 2-0 up. Um, but they actually needed an 88th minute goal to actually win the game 3-2 um, and also pay out at all the other bookies. So that was a good pick. And the banker in for myself with uh, Union Berlin win. Similar story for me. Uh, two goal payout in my game. This was Monaco versus Brest. And uh, Brest were 2-0 up after 25 minutes. Uh, this was uh, this was not going as planned, uh, but Monaco did the right thing and uh, won 4-2. Uh, they, they tend to ship a lot of goals. I actually looked at them this week to, to be both teams to score or over 1.5 first half goals. But yeah, they, they both they still need something out of it and they needed something out of it last week. So 1-4, um, they made a sweat, but um, yeah, 1-4 winner for me. Just rolled on to Dave. Dave, banker. Uh, I also got two goal payout. You had to wait until the 94th minute to get it, but you got it. <laughs> uh, so I had a Seattle against Minnesota at 7-10 to 10 in a game which was live on Sky on Sunday night. Uh, I actually watched most of this game. And uh, Seattle weren't great in the first half. Uh, went down 1-0. But uh, we got a penalty right at the start of the second half. Managed to equalise and then took control of the game after that and took the lead in the 74th minute and then when Minnesota were pushing forward they got a breakaway and scored in the 94th which gave us an early payout albeit for the 30 seconds left of the game after. Wonderful. Yeah, 
Banker Treble in. Banker Treble in again, back to winning ways. And it was a good Banker Treble, mainly because of you, Dave, and those huge 7 to 10 odds really pushed the overall odds of the treble up to nearly 2 to 1, 1. 1.97 to 1. Um, so good to get that and very solid work. <laughs> On to the value picks. Um, the J-League's in full swing now, so most of my picks are going to come from Japan. And the Kashima Antlers against Sapporo, the home win was 9 to 10. This paid out after 30 minutes. Kashima won 4-1. Great. Just, value. Just really good. Value indeed, Andy. That's a, that's a nice one for you. Um, I and my value pick also come in. Uh, this was a Rodé versus Cayenne. Rodé needed to win this game to not be relegated and they duly obliged. Uh, they took to the second half to get their first goal and then I got a notification in the 90th minute, which I don't like. <laughs> I'd rather just not get anything till the yeah. end, but they, they added a second goal on. It's not a league that you get uh, two goal payouts on. Um, but yeah, Rodé won this game and they kicked off uh, over even money five to four. So happy with that as a result. Dave? Yeah, sadly, I can uh, finish off that uh, value treble. I fancied uh, Sheffield United to uh, beat Forest in the first leg of the uh, championship playoffs, but uh, Forest managed to uh, get a 2-1 win here with uh, taking the lead for Jack Colback and then Brennan Johnson doubled Forrest's lead late in the second half. Uh, Forest looked comfortable, to be fair. Uh, Sander Berger did manage to pull one back for Sheffield United in the uh, 91st minute, which uh, gave him a bit of hope coming on to the second leg, which is tonight, but I do believe it's still 1-1 as far as I'm aware. But Who yeah. won Sheffield United now? It's 2-1. Yeah. Uh, I have tipped Sheffield United and Morgan Gibbs-White to score. So <laughs> Yeah, well, Morgan Gibbs-White scored, so yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. Shame it wasn't last week, Dave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Could have got, got the value treble in as well. Um, but pretty good. Two out of three values and good prices there. Um, it was a good week. On to the Outsiders. I was in Japan again. I got this game spectacularly wrong. Uh, Kobe versus Sagan Tosu. I took the away the away win at nine to five, and Kobe won the game four 0 So was wrong on four counts. Well, I mean, I Kobe Kobe had a team full of superstars that just haven't put it together yet. Uh, they hadn't won a game all season. This was their first win of the season. Um, yeah, I mean outsiders are hard, so I'm not, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Outsiders are hard. Um, yeah, on a mine. Uh, I had AFC Esco Stuna, quite right that thing, uh, to play against Halmstad. They were, they were playing away at Halmstad. Uh, started really well for me. Ahmad Machine, the guy I was talking about before, Dave, got the, got the, the goal uh, to start yeah. it off. Uh, they conceded a, a right late penalty in the first half, like plus 40, 45, plus two in extra time. Uh, and then conceded again and, and lost the game. Uh, but for an 11-2 outsider, I don't think that was too bad uh, getting getting a well first half goal to start with. And if you look at the stats, though, they had one shot on goal, and that was it. It went in. They didn't do anything after that. So um, <clears throat> no, no real did, hiding you from did, it. You did that thing in our group chat when you announced when they went a goal up, and it just it was yep. just a kiss. Of death. It was just a kiss to death. My outsiders are they're winning, lads. Well, that's not going to stay that way for much longer. Yeah, I think it, it was, I, I mean, it was a nice thirteen minutes, but yeah. um, you know, I yeah, no, nothing, nothing on the outsider for me then. So, Dave, how did yours go? Uh, my outsider absolutely broke my heart. So uh, it was Roma against Venezia, and I like uh, I liked Venezia at nine to one. 
and uh, took the lead through Okaraka in the in the first minute. Clearly came with a game plan. They were going to take the lead, sit back, and it might have helped if they hadn't got a player sent off. Uh, so two quick bookings for uh, Kinyo. He got sent off, and then Roma just piled the pressure on and uh, eventually got an equaliser in the 76th minute. I mean, the shot count ended with uh, 46 to Roma, four for Venezia. Yeah. <laughs> so did you say 46 shots? Yeah, Ryan had 46 like, shots, yeah. That's a shot every two minutes. <laughs> so That's yeah. mental. Pulled it on. They just couldn't hold out. Think, mate, if they had had 10 million hours, they might have done. But like I said, they came with a game plan. Didn't quite work for them. But yeah, uh, Joey mentioned it might onside. You know, there were three to one on the double chance, which would have been a decent payout as well. But end of the season, we've got to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, you went, hey, and you did go for it. A nine to one outsider is is big odds. Uh, rare on this show that anyone ventures that high. So fair play to you for doing it. Although, and it came close. It was the closest out of the three of ours. So <laughs> a decent shout, although it didn't come in. On to the charity picks then. So this is where um, the three of us each pick one selection forward for a treble and all the returns go to charity. I took my own team. Uh, so I'm a Dundee United season ticket holder and we were. 13 to 5 to win away at Ross County um, when we when, when we put this on and when we did the show last week just before kickoff we were 5 to 4 so the bookies and the general public clearly agreed with me that a Dundee United win was something that could happen we went a, we went a goal down but came back to win the game uh, 2-1 so a nice 13 to 5 charity winner for me that's outsider prices that pretty happy and a 3 out of 4 week for myself so didn't your, uh, didn't your man who you out score twice? Or did he only get one? No, no, we got a penalty. So he scored that and then he got a tap in from about a yard out. I don't hate him. I just don't <laughs> think he's I just don't think he's very good. Um, you know, he's a striker that doesn't really score goals unless it's a penalty. <laughs> it's not the type of player we necessarily need. <laughs> I had my charity let us let well let us down to start with. Um, <clears throat> this was Freiburg away at Leverkusen. They needed to win to get into Champions League spots uh, and they threw the kitchen sink at them. Um, they conceded early on in the second half. Uh, then they brought it back to level peg in the 88th minute and then had a dangerous free kick on the outside of their own, uh, outside of the Leverkusen box. Um, and they're lining it up to, they're in front of their own fans, they're lining it up for a, a shot on target. They try to play across, but they get the goalkeeper up, they try and play across guy just heads out and a boy in the halfway line's like fuck there you go son so they they, they dropped down a European place because they decided to bring their goalkeeper out because they didn't even get the draw in and then they, they, they get a straight loss um, and uh, disappointing in there um, Freiburg really needed that to, to, to get up and equal their best ever kind of season but you know if you look at the goal attempts 13 to 11 so you know, they were pretty pretty evenly matched in there and they just, just slightly less of the ball and more corners and various different things. So they did they did go at it and it was quite a big price for the, the charity one. They kicked off at just under two to one. So um yeah, didn't didn't get the charity this week. Uh Dave, you tell us about Cincinnati. Yeah, so uh I uh, I didn't get my charity in either and it was uh Chicago against Cincinnati. This is at uh, one o'clock on one AM Sunday morning. Uh Chicago were ten to eleven but Ended up losing the game 2-1. Maybe a bit of a 
you know, heart over head here, really. But uh, Cincinnati took the lead for an own goal in the first half. And then Chicago got back in it. Uh, John Durang uh, got the equaliser from a Shakiri setup. And then they conceded two minutes later to fall 2 1 behind, and the, they just couldn't get back into it after that. But Chicago had double the attempts that um, Cincinnati had. So Chicago had 18 attempts, uh, nine for Cincinnati, but they just they don't seem to have anybody that can finish at the minute. The, the main man, Shabilko's out injured. They played Mueller in the middle of a centre three. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if they're looking for shite ESPL players that can't score, they could have <laughs> Nicky Clark's available, man. He's always he's dead. He's came. <laughs> I don't know if he is available. I'd be delighted. I think I think Nicky Clark. See if you say to me, son, you're off to America for a couple of years. I think he'd be. I think he'd be in hot spirits about that. Oh, absolutely sure he would be. Um, so yeah, that was the charity bet. We didn't get it in this week, but we're going to have a right good go at getting it in for the final week of the season. Um, and that, and you know, it'll be a mega one because we have five of us, so yeah, that's coming up after the break. Um, before the break, uh, we do have a Patreon channel, guys. Um, it's six pounds a month to join us on Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet, or download the Patreon app and search for trample bet. Six pounds a month to join the supporters club, and you get a whole host of extra content as well as giving something back to the show that you all know and love just assumed you know and love it you wouldn't be listening if you didn't like it <laughs> I presume. Um, you get the whole host of extra stuff so special podcast gordon and i today have recorded our uspga golf championship podcast um several good picks in there you get the middle section of the show so while we cut to an ad break there's actually a section in the middle for patrons where we we all shoot the breeze about picks that we like that maybe didn't make the show or or aren't football related um, and that's longer than the advert you'll hear on the actual podcast. You know, we've got Gary editing everything. So it's a, that can be a substantial section. So you get that as well. You get the early release of this podcast as a video file. Um, so we're all on a Zoom call just now. And you get to see us all as we, as we talk back and forth. And you get that a couple of days early. And then probably the best bit, you got all the picks written down in a handy cheat sheet format. Um, so on the Patreon app, you can just pull it up as a JPEG rather than having to try and remember which picks you might have liked from this week's episode. So join us on Patreon. Um, All five of us will see you after this short break. Welcome back. And now on to this week's picks for Saturday May 21st, 2022, the final weekend of the English Premier League season and therefore the final weekend of season four of the Trampled Bet podcast. Hopefully it's season four, um, like Colombo, the best season of Colombo, 1975 seasons four. Uh, Best season of Dexter probably as well with season four. A good shout for season four being the best season of The Shield in 24 as well. Nice. Um, so ho- hopefully it's hopefully you've all enjoyed it and it's 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 been up there with uh, the other great season fours. But to cap it off and give us a good send off um, on our final episode, we have three guests in addition to myself and Gordo. So Dave, Jerome, and Joey, and they're going to take one of the picks each. So we're still going to have three bankers, three values, three outsiders. But it'll be myself, Gordon, 
and then one of the guests for each section, and then we will round it off with a fivefold a pick from each of us for the charity. Um, which which Gordon will back this week uh, after not getting his charity, and even though mine was much longer odds. Yes, wasn't it kickoff, son? Uh, but yours did win. So that, that, that's that, the whole. That's surely the whole point of a betting <laughs> podcast. I, I, I've just got insane value there. Look, I just needed Freiburg to do things, and they didn't. We'll all move on from here, oh, and Freiburg because it's the last game of the season. So I don't know about Dave and Jory and Andy, but I'll 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 double what it is ten. So I'll double that, and I'll send it to you. So twenty. Stick okay. On. Oh, okay. As well, then, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the last one of the season. Let's have a mega yeah. charity, yeah, yeah. So, fucking end, might end up owning a charity at the end of this. If we're, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get our picks in first, yeah. Um, other, otherwise, we're just giving bet 365 money or whoever it is we decide to buy the charity bet on. Okay, guys, let's kick us off. Banker bets, I found this week pretty hard. The leagues that I like to operate in. Uh, with the exception of the Japanese J-League, are pretty much all coming to a close. And there's a whole load of dead rubbers in there where games no longer matter for some people. Like the Danish League, you look at it and it looks like games matter, but teams are three points apart and the goal difference is so big that actually the games don't matter. Like there'd have to be an 18-goal swing or something and that's just not going to happen. Um, so I've had to stay away from those leagues because there's no point in betting in a game that no one... You know, the teams themselves don't care about, especially as we're Tuesday evening and we have no idea what the lineups are going to be. So with that in mind, my banker is Saturday, 3 p.m., good traditional UK kickoff time for the showpiece of Scottish football, the Scottish Cup final, which is Glasgow Rangers versus Heart of Midlothian. Uh, it should be a great spectacle, but it does come a mere three days after Rangers play in the Europa League final in Seville against Frankfurt. So Rangers are going to throw everything at that game, their, their European final. So it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if Hearts actually... Um, perhaps I could have had that as an outsider pick. Um, but for banking purposes, I'm going to look at the total goals market. Joey will probably be quite happy with that. I don't know if I've ever, in four seasons, had a pick. It was a total goals market pick in the main in the main part of the show. Uh, these teams played each other last weekend in the final league game of the season, and Rangers ended up three one winners. The last ten games for Rangers against Scottish opposition has seen two or more goals in every single game, and twelve of the last thirteen games Hearts have played have also seen two or more goals in them. So I think it will be a well contested final. I think Hearts will give it a right good go. Um, thinking Rangers might be a wee bit tired and they'll leave plenty of opportunities from goals from both sides. So I'm going to take the over 1.5 total goals market in Rangers versus Hearts and that is banker odds of 1 to 5. I hope both of them have a shite cup final. Um, <laughs> and I say that because I watched Hearts put Hibs out of this in the last round. Um, I very much hope Rangers win tonight. But I really uh, tomorrow night. But I really, really don't want anything good to happen to either team. Uh, for One of them's going to win it. One of them's going to win it. Let's just hope there's more than two goals. Yeah, two goals is fine. That's it. Uh, 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 yeah. So I am in a league that actually does matter uh, to the people of Norway. Anyway, uh, this is the elite Siren. This is Mal. Uh, this is Moldy. Sorry, versus Christian Sunt. Um, 
We're seven weeks into this this league. This is week eight. Moldy are in third position on 13 points after their games played. Christian soon have one point from their six games played. Um, they've scored four and conceded 12. They've been miserable so far. Um, just just awful. The only other thing that's happened to them is that they won against a very lower league team in the Cup. That's their only win in their last five games. Um, overall, in their last 10 games, they've drawn a couple in there. Um, but they're not in good shakes at all here. Uh, Moldy should have no problem dispatching them. And they generally do. Uh, three of their last five meetings have been Moldy wins. Um, when it's played at Moldy, uh, I think Moldy will win this game. And I think they'll win this game quite comfortably, which is why I'm happy to take them at one to three, four to 11, depending on which bookmaker you choose to place it with. And uh, yeah, that's that's my banker pick for this one. So on to whomever brings the banker for this one. Joey. Yeah, so for uh, this week, I've got the banker and I'm in Turkey for Konyaspor versus Besiktas. And I was kind of looking at this to try and bring a little bit of value, maybe kind of leaning into Konyaspor and I think I found that with just scoring at three to 10. I think that's a great price for that. And I say that because Konya Sports sit in third place, three points behind Fenerbahce for the final Champions League spot. So they're definitely going to be pushing for this. So there's a little bit of motivation. There's admittedly a bit of a goal difference to kind of make up. But I think Konya Sports is in good enough form that they can definitely kind of contribute to the offensive end of this. And Besiktas purely are just out of reach of European spots. So essentially their season is less to play for. But interestingly, Konerspor have actually scored in 18 straight games and they've scored in 14 straightaway matches. So, and that's dating back to August of last year. So I think they're, or not August, October. And it was good form. So even on that end, this is already a good start, but Besiktas, have even conceded in 10 of their last 12 matches overall and six straight at home. So I think while Besiktas might turn up for this and try and show out for their fans for the last game, um, this could just turn into a goal fest. And I certainly think, um, I certainly think that Konya Sport are going to have more than enough to get one on uh, Besiktas. And, so that's why I, for my banker, I chose Konya Spore to score. So over 0.5 team goals. And you can get that at 3 to 10. Perfect, Joey. That's what we're looking for in there. Um, good stuff. So I'm assuming Andy's hurriedly pricing this because... Was, uh, I was hurriedly pricing it, um, but I'm looking at about F365 now and I can only over 1.5. So I will have to look uh, and find the 3 to 10 price. Uh, but you would essentially you, do like a Besiktas clean sheet now. That's exactly what I'll have to thing. do. That's fine. I shall price it up and I shall get it to you after the value picks. Um, so on to the value picks. Uh, I'm in Japan in a, in a league I know and love. The Saturday at 9 a.m. in the morning. So nice, nice early start for Sagan Tosu versus Kawasaki Frontale. And the away win for Kawasaki here is better than even money. Substantially better than even money. It's five to four. Um, the J-League's actually really weird this week as all the informed teams are playing each other and all the out-of-form teams are playing each other. So there's only one game 
that you can see there's a, a notable difference in class going on, and and I'll get to that uh, in the, in the outsider. Um, Kawasaki sit in second place on the table with 26 points from 12 matches. Sagantosu fifth, 19 points from 13 games. Form-wise, Kawasaki 10 points for the last five. Tosu eight points from their last five, although their most recent match was an absolute hammering. They got beat 4-0 by Vissel Kobe, a team that hadn't won a game all season. So perhaps this is the Sagantosu bubble starting to burst. Um, despite being fifth in the league, really good position for Toto. They're ninth when it comes to home games. And you probably wouldn't expect that. They're not great at home. Only nine points, five home matches. And Kawasaki have managed 11 points in the road from six games. I like Kawasaki this season. They're going to be contenders for the title. I like any price you can get where Kawasaki are better than even money. Uh, five to four away from home against Sagan so I think it's pretty good value. G man, cool. Uh, this is my pick is the only Sunday pick that I bring to the podcast this week. Um, so no Friday, uh, no Friday, and only one Sunday, which feels a bit cheaty. Uh, I much like to stretch out the podcast into into weird times, but uh, yeah. So my pick here is in the Super Etan Swedish Second Division. This is Braj away at Landskrona. Uh, Joey, interesting one for you here. They priced this league three games ahead, so they uh, not like the three American. Games. Wow. Yeah, three games. But this is this is two ahead because I did have a look at one after it. So Braj have got to play a rubbish team, Dalkurd, uh, tomorrow night, and they should win that game. Um, but the weekend game is against Landskrona, um, so Braj are. Overall, the best team in the league at the moment. They're uh, joint top. Uh, they're winning a goal difference at the moment. 16 points from their first seven games. Lance Kroner in 10th, uh, taking eight points from their seven games. Uh, Braj have historically had the, the better of this fixture in the last five meetings. Uh, they've taken four of them as wins. Um, 13 to 10, you can get them at, away from home. Um, and I think that presents a, a decent amount of value and, you know, a I think John Walker might have called that an outsider at some point, but um, yeah, Braj I think might have too much for them and uh, for Lance Krona here, and you know history's against them a bit. Braj are on good form; they'll, they'll, they'll I mean, they will thump Dalkard midweek, uh, and I think those odds will drop. Was kind of why I'm bringing that up. I think between now and then, it will be more like a value pick and probably go off about even money away from home. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Braj away from home at Lands Krona, and you get that currently at the odds of thirteen to ten. So who's our mystery value contributor? Jerome. I've gone with Angers at home to Montpellier at evens. So I had to had to check whether this is allowed um, for value, but it seems that it is. Like. Everyone's form's a bit sketchy, but Montpellier, they have only won one of five away from home and Angers have won two out of five at home. So I've just gone for, okay, they won one more. It's a, it's a, it's a tight schedule, but I like the value at evens. I like the value at evens and they score a lot. They do score a lot. So I've gone for Angers. Yeah, they've had the, I looked at this after you said it as well. Like they've, they've, they've got... Last three games as well, it's been one draw and two Angers wins. Uh, and they beat Bordeaux pretty handsomely. Uh, and Montpellier have been shit away from home. Uh, and it wasn't, they were playing against good opposition to start with. And then it was like, it could be excusable. Like, oh, they were playing against Marseille, or they're playing against Lens, or they're playing against Lyon. And then they lost 2 1 to Clermont. So yeah. they have no defence anymore. Angers for the win. 
even money. Get them at 12 to 11 at William Hill. So, a bit of spice there if you want to take it over that even mark. Shop around. That's how we do it. Um, so, to go back to the bankers, Konya score over one goal. So, um, no clean sheet for Besiktas. A mouldy win in over one uh, 1.5 goals in the Rangers Hearts game. That tops out just over even money. So, 1.08 to 1, which is not bad. It's not It's not the 2 to 1 we got up last week, Dave, with your insane pick but I wasn't I wasn't brave enough I've only gone for a <laughs> one to five shot this week um and then in the value section Onje from Jerome Braga Braj from uh Gordo and then Kawasaki Frontel from myself comes out a pretty tasty 9.35 to one that's pretty good tenor turns into over a hundred quid if you fancied following us on the value treble so thanks for that cheers Joy thank you for, thank you Jerome uh, no guesses as to who will be doing the outsider pick then. Um, give you one of five odds on that. I absolutely <laughs> will not. Uh, so the outsiders, where we, we look for something with a higher price tag. My outsider's a bit of a bit of a cheat this week because they're not actually the outsider in the game. It's just a really big price. And this is Saturday at 9 a.m. in the Japanese J1 League for the Urawa Red Diamonds versus the Kashima Antlers. You're going to get Kashima at 17 to 11 at bet 365. That's better than six to four. That's enormous. Um, I, I've said it every week Kashima better than even money against anyone that isn't Yokohama F. Marinos or Kawasaki Frontale should just be taken. No questions asked. That's a positive equity money making play in the long term for the 2022 season. Um, they're top of the league with 28 points from 13 games. Uruwa are third bottom. They're 16th placed in this 18 team G1 league. Only 12 points from 12 matches. And they're playing the top team in the entire league. They're dominating. And you're getting the, the, the top team in the league at 17 to 11. It's, it's a really big price. Um, Uruwa have started to plug the league a wee bit. They've two 0 0 draws from their last two games out. But they were against Hiroshima and Kishiba Rezol neither of whom have the attacking prowess that the Antlers have. The Antlers have scored 21 goals from 13 matches this season. It's the second highest in the league. Um, they're in fine form with 10 points from the last five games. Uruwa have only managed five points from their last five. And as I mentioned earlier about the, the J-League card, this is pretty much the only game where there's a big difference between the teams in league position and also in form. And it all favours Kashiba and you're getting them at better than 6-4. to four. So... For all those reasons, I don't mind having them as an outsider. I know it's it's better than six to four, so it could be an outsider, but they're they're not technically. Uh, but I think I think it's got a really good chance of coming in. If you did want actual outsider odds, Kashima have been getting off to great starts. So if you wanted to to bump that right up, maybe have a look at them to be leading at halftime or to win the first half, um, and then you'll get a much bigger price. But I think seventeen to eleven. It's pretty huge. You'll get eleven to five if you if you fancy them winning the first half, but seventeen to eleven for the the overall win, also with an early payout in three six five. Uh, this is the most confident I've been with an outsider pick in ages, probably because it's not technically an outsider. Yeah, go antlers. Not technically an outsider, uh, so we'll do that. Um, yeah, I'm in Sweden again, uh, staying staying with my Nordic theme to the start of the show. Uh, this is up a league though in the Alsvenskan, uh, a game Helsingborg versus Varnamo, and a game people were comparing to 
and the people are me. Hamilton, Kilmarnock, uh, Stoke, Middlesbrough. Um, what other shit fixtures have taken place? Oh, I thought you were trying to do some sort of derbies. I was like, surely Stoke. <laughs> no. It's uh, like Stoke, Middlesbrough. I would yeah, go maybe Liv- Livingston versus Dundee. Like games that you're just like, fuck, that game's going to take place. That's that's all you can really say about it. And this is one of these. This is Helsingborg versus Varnamo. Um both teams off to a torrid start of the season. Uh, so they've, they've played seven games so far and uh, it's not been a, a pretty sight for either team. Varnamo are in 13th place out of 16 teams with five, six points and Helsingborg are in 15th place uh, with five points. Uh, so they're, they're, they're in the bottom. Both teams are in the bottom four and they've both been rubbish to start with. They've drawn two of their last five games, both. They're not good Um this is the kind of game that both teams would be happy with taking a point from. Um, you know, Varnamo lost to Degerfors recently, who I've been backing against. Um, Helsingborg were held by Sundsvall. Like, this is not a good game. This is as close to Livingston versus Dundee as you can find out with of Scotland. This is probably going to be a one-each draw. It's going to be shite. Uh, but, you know, going to have to take advantage of that. So you get 21-10 to 10 for the draw. So if anyone fancies that this weekend, I think that's a good outsider at Decent outsider odds. So 21 to 10, Helsingberg versus Varnamo. Last so, time Dundee played Livingston ended 2 1. Not not a draw. I'm going on a, just, all of all of the fixtures. All of the fixtures I've thought about with Dundee. It's like um <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. It's your Scottish football conspiracy theories, which is uh, that Hamilton have drawn every game they've ever played. Like <laughs> they just that's it. You just see them, they're always drawn. Um so Dave, apart yeah, from apart from uh, apart from when they relegated Hibs, yes, but we're <laughs> over that now. <laughs> Sorry, we're now on to uh, this week's special mystery guest for the outsider, who we, <laughs> we all know who it is, and patrons will even know what the pick is. When you listen to the middle section, so for no surprises at all, Mister Dave Greenfield, give us the last outsider of season four. Helsingborg have had a bit of a fall from grace, haven't they? I remember when they used to be decent. I remember they were. in the UEFA Cup. Yeah. Uh, so, Villa, to be fair, though. Yeah, cheers, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad as um, Joe Oldham are the only side ever uh, to have been in the Premier League and then now been relegated to non league football. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's a good fact. That is a, that is a great fact. I will be uh, asking everyone that question that I see this weekend. <laughs> Anyway, on to my actual outsider. So uh, we're in the Premier League for the last game of the season on Sunday at four o'clock. And it's uh, Palace against United. And uh, I like Palace here at two to one. So United sitting uh, sixth with 58 points. Uh, Palace in 13th with 45 points. But Palace can still finish in the top 10 here, uh, which I think is going to be a good, good achievement for them. They've had a good season. Uh Got to the obviously the semi-finals of the cup. Not bad for a small club in London, are they? <laughs> <laughs> on a fraction of a budget of a shit team from the Midlands. <laughs> for, uh, for, for 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 any new listeners, there, Jerome's a, a massive Crystal Palace fan, so <laughs> that's where that animosity comes from. <laughs> uh, United, uh, United sit in the last Europa League place at the minute, but. Um, if West Ham win and United lose, they'll slip down to the Europa Conference place. But I, just, I, I really don't think they care. I just, I just don't like. They haven't 
you know, United haven't won in the last six uh, away games, whereas Palace are unbeaten in the last seven home games. And you look at United and, I mean, I don't know what team they'll put out anyway, but Pogba's going at the end of the season. Ronaldo, I can't see staying. There's talk of Rashford going, will Cavani say, people like that. Whereas, you know, Palace have got great attacking with uh, Zaha, Etchu, Elise, have all been great. Gay and Mitchell have been fantastic at the back. I just don't see United being bothered about this game. I don't see them caring about what um, Europa League or Europa Conference next season. I think Palace are a good price here, two to one. Two to one is, is a big price, certainly outsider odds. If you combine the three of them together, so um, the Kashima Antlers, Vernamel, and Crystal Palace, 22.7 to one. So not as big as last week because there's no mental nine to one shots in there, <laughs> but uh, still a very decent return for a Trixie, which is how I'll be backing it. So all the doubles and then the treble. Uh, so the two out of three returns you something if we get it in and we've been very good at getting two out of three in the outsider column this season there are the main picks from this week's show now on to this week's charity bet which is going to be a bit of a bumper charity bet it's going to have five picks pick from each of us and it's going to have a super stake as well i think we're going to stake 30 quid on it as opposed to the normal dinner yeah, no, well, i think i'm chucking in i don't know is joey chucking in i think we'll all go for it well i mean i might as well chip in as well yeah, yeah. there I mean, we go I'll okay let's go for it let's go for it 50 quid for the charity fivefold i don't think maybe we should all make these double chances as opposed to just straight <laughs> up wins. Because <laughs> I, I thought we'd be just putting a tenner on these. But I shall I shall lead us off and I might be the very first game. So I hope I do not kill the bet on Saturday morning. Yeah, the pressure's um, just been cranked up. Yeah. It's, been, it's been cranked right up. So yeah, different priorities. I might have picked something different, but I do really like this as a pick. Um, so while we're putting it on our charity our charity bets, I would also uh, say to listeners that this is a good pick in its own right for your own coupons. I, I do like this one. Easily easily could have been my value. Um, so Saturday at 11am in the Japanese J1 League for Avispa Fukuoka versus the Yokohama F Marinos. And the away win for the Marinos is 11-10. to 10. It'll be a really, really interesting game here because this is two teams that have two completely different styles. Yokohama are now the form team in the league, 12 points from the last five matches, got themselves up to thirds in the table, just four points behind the Antlers. And they also have a game now. So the winning game, they're one point off the top. They'll be really keen to keep the pace up, both with the Antlers and also Kawasaki Frontale, who are just one point above them. Um, they've scored a league high 23 goals. So the, the team that scored the most goals in the league, yeah, the Yokohama F Baroness, um, from 12 matches so far. Fukuoka are the exact opposite. Now, they're in good form as well. Eight points from the last five matches, but they do not score goals. They intentionally keep things really tight. From 12 games so far this season, 12 league games, they've only scored 10 goals. And five of them came in one game. <laughs> one mad outlier 5-1 thrashing of Tokyo FC. So from 11 games, they've scored five goals. Right, they live in other games. They, they they don't score, but they don't concede much either. They've only conceded nine goals um, from those 12 matches. So they'll try once again to keep it really tight. 
But I think it's just going to be too tough an ask against the most prolific team in the league. Yokohama should have too much for them. Uh, and the fact you're getting Yokohama at better than even money, I really like. So leg one of the charity bet is the Yokohama F Marinos away at Avispa Fukuoka at 11 to 10. When does that game kick off? 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. Oh, I'm before that. So uh, this is... I'm in the J2 League. Uh, so I'm in oh, the, you're coming to Japan. Big in Japan, looking to make lots of yen. Um, so yeah, this is Mito Hollyhock. Uh, this is J2, J2 League, um, so Japanese second division. Uh, we're 16 games in. This is Mito Hollyhock versus Gruella Moroika. Uh, the Gruella promoted, de Vitt, what? <laughs> Gruella Moroika, uh, which sounds like it could be playing in the Czech League. Um, but yeah. <laughs> They are the worst team in the J2 league. They got promoted from the J3 league. In their 14 games played, they've taken 11 points, scored eight, conceded 25. More impressively, they haven't won a match home or away since March. Uh, they lost seven on the spin. Do you know when teams get promoted and at the start of the season, there's a bit of hope. They pick up some draws and some wins. I think they're just plummeting now. Uh, and they've got to play against Mito Hollyhock, who admittedly, aren't fantastic. They are in 17th position, but they've got 19 points from that, scoring 20 and conceding 20. So they've scored 12 more goals and conceded five less in the same span there. Um, Mito Hollyhock at home have been, been okay in the last five games. They've won two, drawn two and lost one. Uh, they've beat Venfrit Kofu and um, Yamaguchi in there. Uh, Grella Maroika have been awful uh, in their last three, losing... 2-0, 5-0 and 3-1 in their last three away games. Um, you get this at 10 to 11 um, and I think it's pretty good value in there but I think for the charity bet I think it should be quite safe and uh, yeah, I am two hours, three hours, unfortunately three hours before Andy's game um, but yeah, so yes, me to Hollyhock to win at home against Grilla Maroika. So 11 to 10. Or 10 to 11, sorry. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it in the order we did this, the show to start with. So I'm going to pass to Joey for his charity bet. Joey, what you got? Yeah, so for my charity bet, I'm going to take it home to England. And I like West Ham to win at Brighton to jump up to the Europa League. Assuming Dave Greenfield knows what he's talking about in <laughs> United, or just <laughs> blah, 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 blah. but I fully expect Dave is understanding the situation, and I don't disagree with him. Um, I'm just bitter because I happen to be a United fan. Um, so on to my pick, though, and I'm glad that I actually put in my uh, my little safety net here because I'm actually taking West Ham on the draw no bet. And you can actually get that at 1.9, which I thought was phenomenal value regardless. But I think with that added safety bet or safety net, um, it's not terrible. So West Ham sit securely in that final European European spot for the Europa Conference League. But they also have a chance to leapfrog United, as Dave Greenfield alluded to, um, for that final spot. While Brighton, Hove, and Albion are actually playing purely for a top 10 spot. So they still are technically playing for something, which is kind of why I built in that draw no bet versus uh, just taking them straight up for massive odds, which I would surely expect to come in. Um, But West Ham, I think what's kind of hurting them in this spot is when they were challenging for Europa. 
they made it to the Europa League semifinal against Frankfurt. And I think just sort of balancing their squad was a little bit tricky for them. But their last two performances since crashing out of Europa were it was a 4 0 win against Norwich, which, sure, yeah, Norwich are tight, whatever. But 4 0 is still pretty solid. Um, but they also went up 2 0 against City before eventually drawing 2 2. And on the other end of that, Brighton have been in decent form lately. Um, but interestingly, they're bottom five in the Premier League when it comes to home league matches. And they've only picked up 19 points in 18 matches, scoring 16 goals and conceding 22. Didn't Brighton on 4-0 the other week? I'll, I'll touch on that later, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, they've only won once in their last nine home matches. And as Dave was trying to push me into he was trying to hurry my little thing up um that only win was against my united and yeah four nil is not ideal but like dave was saying we, we don't give a shit about anything now so we're, we're just trying to get this season over with and i'll take that with a pinch of salt because yeah i i don't know what's going on with us right now but interestingly brighton have scored six goals in their last seven home matches could anyone guess how many or what games those came in? Because I think all six of those came in their last two matches. And admittedly, four of those six were against United, which is not great. I, I hate bringing that back up. But before those two games, they, they hadn't scored in five straight home matches. And so the real key here and why I'm looking at this one and why I was looking at this, I would have looked. Love to take this as my banker as the double chance for West Ham, just purely because well, who knows what happens, who's turning up for what. But West Ham technically still have something to play for. They they have that motivation, and I think they'll definitely be pushing to get into Europa. And one person to look at for that is Jared Bowen. He's been in phenomenal form in Europa, but he's also bringing it back to the Premier League. And he's actually scored three goals in his last four starts, including a brace against Man City last time out. So I, I think he's going to be one of the first people that are going to kind of kick this team into motion. And I, I certainly expect West Ham to take the initiative and get on the front foot here. And that draw no bet is purely in there just in case Brighton decide to turn up for it. And interestingly, West Ham have not lost in three of the last five trips to Amex Stadium. So I will just leave that with the viewers here. And this, this should be, hopefully, a nice little safety net in case anything funky happens. But I still think 1.9 is a great price for that. And even if I was taking 1.9 for West Ham to win straight up, I feel, I still think that's great value. So I mean, I'm glad that I have that. You've pointed out in here, I'm glad you've taken the draw no bet here, Joey, because they've drawn the last six times they've played each other. I, I was, that was, that's why I, I said... West Ham haven't lost like, in three of away. Yes. Yeah, because I think, yeah, I think uh, that's, no, it's good I, in there, though. I think, yeah, the draw no bet's safe. So I think no, it's, it's purely based on motivation and sort of initiative. I, I think this is a really good spot for West Ham to sort of leapfrog United, unfortunately. I'm mm-hmm. it, for the sake of my viewing pleasure next season, I would hope that we can kind of get this done and the outsider Trixie comes in as a two of three rather than a three of three. But I, I think Dave's on the right end of that. And this yeah. is a really good spot for West Ham to sort of leapfrog us. 
Right, so before we send Jerome to his bed, Jerome, what have you got for uh, <laughs> the charity slot here? Bed. I'm off work tomorrow. There's another three hours to go. I don't know about you Scots, but us English, we drink to the end, right? So don't worry about yeah, that. <laughs> but, but our end is later than your end. <laughs> oh, is it always me drinking at English pubs when I get the last order bell an hour before it normally happens in Scotland? So my charity is, sorry, it is, Good excuse to possibly Brentford, <laughs> Brentford at home to Leeds. So we don't like Leeds anyway. Leeds are one of the worst clubs in the whole 92 of England. Leeds and Brentford have been in sensational form at home recently. It's like, you know, when teams are on the beach when there's nothing to play for, but it's like they've done the opposite. It's like, we don't care. We can't finish anywhere, but let's just batter everyone. So they've lost, they've lost like, of their last five, they've lost one. They're just destroying teams. Tottenham, they drew with, beat West Ham, beat Burnley, beat Southampton. I just think they're flying. And Leeds, they've got no form. Everyone's injured. Everyone's suspended. Dan James, they're attacking for it. Rafinha, I don't even know what's happened to him. First half of the season, he looked like a world beater. And now he's just atrocious. So I just feel like Brentford, they take this one. And that is for the charity five to four. So I just like the look of Brentford at home to Leeds. It's like they've got professional pride. So I think they do them at home. Not a Leeds fan, Jerome. I do not like Leeds. Like Tell you what. Joey, Joey was just giving me half an hour on Brighton and I'm not a fan of Brighton. As you know, they're our absolute rivals. Right? But Leeds are close third, apart from Millwall. Yeah. For Interesting. Me. London to Leeds is quite far. Uh, so it's not a geographical rivalry. No, but they are they are some of the worst fans going. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, yeah. I tell you what, when I lived in Hull, I used to go to Elland Road if they were playing a midweek game and the atmosphere in Elland Road was really, really good. Uh oh. and and you talk you talk to Scottish people my age, so I'm in my mid thirties. So when I was growing up, that Leeds midfield was basically just Scott the Scotland international team. So there's actually quite, and and that that's not just the case in the nineties when I was growing up. Well, that's who else? Like Gordon Strachan, Gordon Strachan, Gary McAllister. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so that was that was the centre mid midfield for Leeds United, and um, also the centre midfield for Scotland. And you even go further back to like Bremner and guys like this. There's always been a big Scottish connection, and um, when it comes to players, so there's definitely a lot of Leeds fans. In fact. One of the first football tops I ever owned was a, a Leeds United black and green goalkeeper top with Martin number one in the back. I really like Nigel Jesus. Martin. He was, my, he was my absolute hero when I was a kid. So I used to play goal. I feel, I feel like he played for Palace. It's in my brain somewhere. <laughs> I feel like he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe he did. I just always find the rivalries that, um, that clubs have fascinating. Like for some, I really dislike Hibs. I know Gordon's a big, a big Hibs fan. You wouldn't think Dundee United dislike Hibs. Really dislike Hibs. It was a game years and years ago um, where we were really struggling in the league. We were bottom, and it was uh, between Christmas and New Year. Uh, we were going up away Easter Road, and I was in the in the stands with my dad and my brother, and it looked like no, it was one each. We looked like we were going to get a point, and that point really fucking mattered um, to us at the time, and. Hibs kicked, we kicked the ball out 
because a Hibs player went down injured, I think. Hibs took the shy to themselves, which is just just not not good. Got a corner from it. From resulting corner, then a guy dived, they got a penalty, oh, and they God. scored it in one, two, one, in like the, the 97th minute when there was meant to be three minutes of stoppage time. They're Typical scoring games. a penalty. They're scoring a Typical penalty games. to beat us, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So <laughs> that's all happened. Our keeper gets sent off after it for attempting to headbutt the linesman that gave the penalty, Alan Cole. Well done, Alan. Uh, att- attempting that basically means he missed, or it was just like it was nothing in it. And the whole thing was an absolute shambles. And I've never really forgiven him for, uh, ever since. But it's weird how you get those, um, you know, that animosity over one incident to a club. Is that a thing that's just you, Jerome, or is it all Crystal Palace fans just uh, dislike Leeds? I'm like Crystal Palace fans. We just hate everyone. Just everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me, 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 me personally, me personally, on a level of entitlement, I think the... Brighton number one, but the worst fans for me are Arsenal fans. Like they <laughs> haven't been they haven't been good for what like 20 years and they think they should win the Premier League every year. They wind me up the most. Yeah, Arsenal fans for me. Yeah. I like this mid-charity section where we just talk about who we hate in football. At the end of the day, we're an entertaining podcast at the same time. Oh, Jerome's Hibs, got more. We hate Hibs. We hate Hibs. <laughs> right, yeah, good. Anyone that supports Hibs. Yeah, that's it. Good. <laughs> Aston Villa. <laughs> I feel oh, we're just geez. going through all the presenters on the show. Uh, we love Crystal Palace, everyone's favourite second team, right? <laughs> Never heard that before, but that yeah, might be a new thing. A... <laughs> well, we are four four yeah. fifths of the way through this mega charity pick. Dave, round us off. Yeah, just say uh, if there's any Leeds, Brighton, or Arsenal fans listening, please send your complaints to Jerome. Not to but yeah, bring it, uh, bring it, bring it. Jerome's just doing his best to like get the love for Crystal Palace by alienating everybody else. Yeah, my, my charity pick, um, I do believe, will be the last game because uh, I am on Sunday at 9 pm in the MLS and it's uh, Clubfoot Montreal against uh, Real Salt Lake. And I like Montreal here at three to four. So uh, Montreal are actually first in the Eastern Conference with uh, 20 points from 11 games. And uh, RSL sit fifth in the Western, uh, 19 points from 12. But uh, Montreal are unbeaten in the last nine games since they went out the CONCACAF uh, Champions League to cruise as I think they lost to, but they've been exceptional in the uh, MLS. Whereas uh, RSL not won in the last five away games they haven't scored in the last three away games also uh, the head-to-head record last five Montreal have won three and drawn two uh, Montreal have also absolute goat at the minute is uh, Jordi Mihailovic 23 years old he's got six goals four assists in 11 games there was a bit of talk of him going to uh, Leeds but whether that happens if they get relegated I don't know but you're looking for a bit of English interest. They've also got uh, Victor Wanyama, ex-Spurs and Southampton. Ew. Oh, yeah. There we go. 
So yeah, I mean that's going to be a mega charity bet. I'm assuming uh, Andy's hurriedly typing and in yeah. the interim. Uh, I had to. I had to hurriedly type. And do you know why I had to hurriedly type? Because Bet Three Six Five haven't priced that game up yet. No. Because because yeah. they play that Na- because Montreal play Nashville on on yeah. Thursday. So I thought, oh, I'll jump over to Hills because I know they price up the MLS stuff early, and they do indeed. They do not have the J Two League fixtures up. Oh, <laughs> but of course. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, though, the fourfold excluding Montreal is sixteen point five eight to one. To so double that, it will be over thirty to one. Oh, this could be some end to the season for <laughs> so, Fifty quid. What's, what's, what's that? A nice free cake coming in. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> Fifty quid at thirty to one will be the charity bet to end off this season, season four of the Trample Bet podcast. Thank you very much to absolutely everyone who's been listening, whether you're a new listener or you've been with us since day one. Uh, what we refer to as. BG before Gordon. <laughs> no one talks France. That was back, that. In, back in the old John Walker days. I, I, I like that. <laughs> so, if you've been with us for that long, thank you so much. If you're new to us, thank you so much for listening and for finding us. Um, we hope you enjoy the show. Do join our Facebook group. This is the last episode of season four. So, we're going to have a bit of a break now as we do every year. And um, you'd think that maybe during the break, the Facebook group got less active. No, because there's not podcast content that actually gets more active in our community, share a lot more stuff in their own tips um, during, during the off season for leagues that are still ongoing. So just search Trample Bet Podcast on Facebook, join the group. There's a couple of hundred members in there all chatting about what they like for the weekend bets and all sorts of markets, not just football as well. There's UFC, there's rugby, rugby union, rugby league, wrestling, um, all all different sorts of stuff. Do be a part of the community. Um, as mentioned earlier, we do have a Patreon channel um, and we will continue to produce content over the off season for the Patreon channel. So only for guys that are members of the Trample Bet Club. It's £6 a month and it really, really helps us out. It gives something back to the show. Yeah, we do have a Patreon channel. Um, We've recorded uh, all our golf stuff for the midsection uh, and it'll be very exciting to to see it. um, Hopefully have uh, some of our picks come in. But uh, yeah, Andy has frozen. So uh, yes, uh, it it gives me the chance to say, boys, have a good weekend. Happy hunting and goodbye. Thanks for having me for this season. No problems. The Trampled Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughan, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.